0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast, where our number one passion is helping you walk close with God. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and it's my mission in life to do whatever I can to help you embrace the wonder of developing an authentic friendship with God. That's right, to know Him and make Him known these are the two most important things in life and if you pour yourself into getting to know God it will transform your ability to make him known. In fact Spending more time alone with God is going to improve every area of your life, including your family, your finances, your job, and certainly your eternity. So plan to join us each Tuesday as we grow in our ability to engage with God in our everyday lives. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, we discuss a very fascinating topic that some might even find a bit uncomfortable in an episode we're calling Shifting Spiritual Atmospheres. I wonder sometimes if we really know what we carry, or better said, who we carry on the inside of us, and do we really understand after accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior and being filled with the power of the Spirit of God, that we actually bring the presence of a supernatural world with us everywhere we go. To work, to school, to the grocery store. I mean, the question is, should that matter? Does it really make any difference? I mean, to those around you? I mean, it seems obvious that it should, that when we walk into a room, things should change. People should take notice. Darkness should tremble. Why, because of us? No, because we as believers have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead living on the inside of us. Yet so many of us live as if there's nothing different about our lives than anyone else's, other than maybe the fact that we're forgiven. So would you? Would you like to become more aware of God's Spirit in your everyday life? Would you like to make a tangible difference in people's lives wherever you go? Well, this is exactly what we're going to talk about on today's podcast, because we want that for you too. A couple things to expect. I share a story from 2 Kings 3, where Elisha calls on a harpist of all things to shift the atmosphere, apparently so that he would be able to bring forth the word of the Lord and Josh tells an amazing story about a runaway young girl who got wrecked in one of the Revive Minnesota gatherings. So let's pray and we'll get started. Holy God! We come boldly with rejoicing and trembling to the God of all the universe. Would you please help us to understand the power of your spirit that we carry within us and teach us to be bold in the way we live before those who don't know you yet? We are grateful for your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go ahead and jump into this Tuesday's Pure Worship podcast entitled Shifting Spiritual Atmospheres. All right, Josh, it's time for the Pure worst Podcast. I'm wondering yes. if you have any jokes that you could tell us. Do you have any stand-up or any, any like, a, a knock-knock joke? In fact, wait, wait, I... <laughs> just so happens I have a knock-knock joke... Oh, boy. ...that I would like to share with Did you. Did you learn it from your six-year-old? Uh, no, I actually made it up. Okay, let's hear it. Now, it's possible that I stole this somehow <laughs> and that someone else told me it, but I feel like I made it up. Okay. Because we've told lots of knock-knock jokes... It's funny because Clara doesn't quite understand knock-knock jokes. Mm-hmm. She'll say something like this. Knock-knock. Who's there? Speaker. Speaker who? Speaker love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK. Uh, oh, that's good, Clara. Good job. OK, anyways, but this is
1: a real one. OK, okay let's hear everybody. it again. Uh, here we go. Knock-knock. Knock. Who's there? Cow-go. Cow-go who? No, cow-go moo. Dude, I heard that on Yo Gabba <laughs> Gabba like <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> How about this one? Knock knock. Who's there? Oswald. Oswald, who? Oswald, my bubblegum. Oh my word.
0: That's so wow. good. Wait, 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 I got one, I got one. Okay, one more. Knock knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. I hate. This. <laughs> I hate. This. Move! Oh, golly. <laughs> I only know knock knock cow jokes. That's all oh, I my know. Gosh. No, here's
1: one more. Knock knock who's atch. <laughs> At you. God bless you, my oh brother. My we got it back to spiritual things. Oh, I am like blessed that. and highly favored. I'm yes, so happy to be here at the Pure Worship Podcast with you, Jeff Dio. It's great to be here with you too, Josh mm, Edwards. Love it. Josh McNeil. Josh McNeil. Okay. What do we got today, brother? Dude, we are talking about shifting atmospheres. Oh, I thought you were going to cuss at oh, me there well. for a second. <laughs> Dude, what we're is talking about into it. shifting atmospheres? We're going to talk about one big pile of shifting atmospheres. Uh... Okay, somebody just turned us off. That's okay. okay. Look, they'll look, turn it back if on. If people are going to have the spirit of a fan, they're <laughs> just going to have a spirit of a fan, okay? Uh, no, guys, but we are talking about shifting atmospheres, and, you know, I just want to start off right right off the bat. You know, sometimes, you know, you watch Christian television or whatever, and, you know, you hear these, like, Who, who watches Christian television? television. Sometimes me, <laughs> when I'm watching <laughs> Jeff Dio on CBN. The 700 Club. On 700 Club. <laughs> uh, but, okay. you know, sometimes you hear this, Brothers and sisters, oh, can you feel that? Oh, I felt it. There's a shift. There's oh, a, there's a shift.
0: I don't in sure the like
1: atmosphere that. coming. I'm and scared. guys, sometimes I'm scared, Josh. I know. Well, it, I'm and pe- people just look. I'm not slamming anybody, but sometimes it gets a little weird and spooky and stuff. It does. But I'm like, man, the Psalms. It's kind of crazy. It says, "May the high praises of God be on my lips." Yeah. And a two-edged sword be in my hand. Yep. And I really feel That's like nuts. like. We have the ability, the hardware inside of us to shift the atmosphere where we go. Well, here's the thing too, right? I mean, all these things, you look in the Bible, there's tons of this stuff.
0: And we're going to share stuff with you from the Bible. So you understand when we're talking about shifting atmospheres, we're not talking about witchcraft here. Mm -hmm. Although witchcraft also shifts the atmosphere in the wrong direction, right? Totally. But what happens, right, in these settings, and it happens with so many things, is that we take things that are of God, people abuse them. Yep. Right. So there's somebody who will be like, yeah, did you feel that? That That's shifting the atmosphere. It's shifting you toward opening your wallet and giving me your money. You know what I mean? Or, 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 or giving your credit card number to give online now is, you know, yes. So, so people abuse this stuff so that people like those who are listening right now who are feeling a little freaked out by this one. Mm hmm. They'll just throw everything out and say, right. well, that whole shifting the atmosphere is wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. We're trying to bring light,
1: scriptural light, yeah. and context for the real version of shifting atmospheres. Dude, it's the whole idea. The same God that raised spe- the Christ Jesus from the dead is also inside of you. That's right. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The idea is, is that wherever we go, there should be something that would follow of just the, 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 the calling and the anointing that we walk in through Jesus to change the environment around us. And we have some scripture references, man. Guys, I'm not going to go chapter and verse here, but you know the story, Joshua and the Battle of Jericho. Come on. Now, again, I'm kind of, I got my worship leader hat on and my musician hat on. But guys, seriously, these guys literally marched around the walls of Jericho seven times. Bam, on the seventh day, everything came down. They literally shifted I mean, in yeah. every sense of the word, yeah. they shifted brick upon Spiritually brick. Spiritually and, and physically. <laughs> the whole sucker came down. Yeah. You got, you know, um, you got Paul and Silas in the book of Acts. They're in prison. And then, bam, they're locked up. Yep. And after being beaten and tortured, and they start singing hymns of praise to God. Yeah. What happens? Literally, the atmosphere shifts. Yep. Earthquake. The prison doors fly open. Yep. The jailer gets radically saved. His whole family gets baptized. This whole thing. Guys, that's what I'm talking about. Like that same spirit that's that, that raised Christ from the dead begins to change the environment around. I mean, him. like the example of, of David and Goliath. You yes. know, these
0: classic Bible stories, yep. right? I mean, the whole army was trembling, the Israelite army was trembling with fear. Yep. The spirit of fear had totally consumed them. Yeah. I mean, literally, God was their God. He's the same God that David was serving, but they're all afraid of this one giant. Yes. David comes in with a heart of victory, with a heart of saying, hey, look, I carry the spirit of my God with me. He goes, defeats Goliath. Now suddenly the atmosphere is shifted. Now the army comes back to life. They understand that their God is their God and they start chasing and there's victory that happens because one guy shifted the
1: atmosphere through his belief and his following of Christ and following of God. You got Gideon, man, with the 300, before the cool movie 300. He goes up on the mountain and bam, they they blow the shofars, the trumpets, and they break the pot. And man, they have a complete victory. Sends fear in the in the whole encampment. Yes. Guys, there's this whole other story of talking about David, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, king David, before he was the king, he was ministering to Saul uh, when he was being tormented by a demon. Every yep. time he'd play his harp, yep. the demon subdued. Guys, this is what I'm talking about. Like, yes, and it, it, it could be musical, but it's just like what you carry, man. You had a really yeah. cool yep. little nugget about Elisha, man. What about that one? Yeah, it's, it's pretty intense. I mean, it's one that is not not that common,
0: but the story kind of goes like this. Uh, You have, of course, we have the situation where Israel and Judah are kind of split up, right? And so we got the king of Israel Mm -hmm. uh, at this time is Joram, and then the king of Judah, who's Jehoshaphat. And so there's this army of Moab that's coming against the king of Joram, king of Israel, and Joram reaches out to Jehoshaphat says hey will you join me in battle and so he does but there's this conflict because Joram is not a good king right Jehoshaphat is a pretty good king Mm -hmm. you know uh, and so they're, they're coming together. Well, Jehoshaphat realizes, Hey, we should probably <laughs> seek the Lord on Let's this thing. let bring God you into know, hey, the equation. Hey, right. Like we've been saying, yeah, bring right. God into everyday life, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and the big decision, then the little one, here's a big one. Like, Hey, should we, we should probably seek a prophet. Is there any prophet around here who can tell us to see at that time? You know, those guys were not instructed to go directly to the Lord, right? They had to yeah. go to God through a prophet right. for us these days. We, Hey, we're, we are prophets, peace, and kings, right? Mm-hmm. We are uh, we are able to go directly to God. But so they sought out a prophet, and someone said, oh, I know, there's a guy, there's a prophet, Elisha. You know, he's he's around, so somebody summoned him. And so they go and summon him, and he's like, no, I'm not going to get involved with this mess. This is mm-hmm. just all jacked up. I don't want to be a part of that. And But they press on, and they're like, please help us out. You know, help us know what the Lord wants in this situation. So finally he says, well, because of Jehoshaphat, I will speak up. Now, the crazy thing is it involves this one extra piece instead of just him speaking. And I don't know, the Bible doesn't really say why he did this, Mm -hmm. but he added an extra thing here. He actually decides to call for someone who could play the harp. So So it's as if there's some kind of warfare going on. I don't know if it's because of the the evil part of King Joram or just a rebellious spirit that was over Israel or whatever and that, that Elisha needed a harpist to be in the equation. But he says this, He says, uh, Elisha replied, as surely as the Lord Almighty lives, whom I serve, I would not bother with you except for my respect for King Jehoshaphat of Judah. Verse 15 says, now bring me someone who can play the harp. Weird. What is happening there? And then it says this, while the harp was being played. The power of the Lord came upon Elisha and he said, this is what the Lord says. And he brought forth the prophecy of victory that they would be victorious over wow. the armies of Moab. That's such a trip. And he shifted the atmosphere and this, this convergence of music and the prophet and this dilemma is now all coming together and this uh, harpist was used to help bring forth the word of the lord
1: yeah crazy so a story that i have man just practically in my own life so we hear these great tales yep. right we hear these old testament things we hear the book of acts we hear all this crazy yep. stuff. seems like, kind of far out i mean everywhere jesus went you read the gospel oh, man he changed atmospheres he was everywhere, shifting he everywhere he's the the, the essence and the one who did this the most yes but what about us? Like what about just average Jeffs and Josh's? Yep. And so for me, uh, this one time, man, my wife and I we were in Sarasota, Florida yep. with our ministry time to revive. And we're, we're walking around. We had our Amish friends, Jerry mm-hmm. and Sarah. So he's, Jerry's got his like no button shirt on. Right, right, right. Amish don't have buttons. <laughs> and you got, you know, you got Sarah in her little bonnet and we're just like the oddest couple. Cause me and my wife, you know, I'm funky <laughs> and weird. And so we're out praying for people at this mall in Sarasota. Yeah. As we're going around praying for people, we got just stiff-armed every time. Yeah. When all of a sudden, this little gal, man, she's like 20 years old. She pops out of nowhere. She comes up to us and she just says, Hey, I've been watching you guys for the last couple like 45 minutes, kind of been stalking you. Uh-huh. I'm Like, oh, that's creepy. That's and I said, <laughs> She said, I'm just wondering, what are you guys selling? And I said, Well, we have these handy dandy Bibles and wristbands for 1995. We're wondering <laughs> if you want to. And she's, I'm just said, I'm kidding. What's your name? Kimmy. Uh-huh. I'm Josh. And so what happened was, man, we just began sharing the gospel with her. We took wow. about like half hour to 40 minutes standing in the mall. We found out she had just ran away from home. Wow. Uh, her mom had beat her up the night before. She had oh bruises goodness. all up and down her arm. And she was heading downtown looking for drugs but like crazy monsoon kind of rain uh, sh- got shoved her kind into of the mall drove her into the mall. she had to get right? in the mall. So anyway, we, sh- we, we just pray for her and we're just like, man, we just believe that God wants to heal your heart. And we shared the gospel, man. We did, we did we did our little colored wristband. We you know, talked about sin that yep. leads to death. We talked about that. God's love covers that up and obliterates it. And through faith, it leads to life. So just kind of our, wow. our gospel approach. And so we went through each color. We opened the scriptures with her. We got to the, the fifth color, man that says it's green and it says that if you confess with your mouth hmm. Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you'll be saved yeah she says now that I can't believe that wow I love the grace I love the faith thing yep. I'm, I'm a your sinner forgiveness I, whatever. Like I, I I know I'm a sinner and that leads me to death I believe that I'm a Jew because my Torah wow. My, to- I believe that you know the Torah says that so we got yeah. this half oh my word like like maybe a little shred of Jew and then the rest like totally pagan right? disgusting right. weird right. lifestyle yeah. heading for drugs, yes. beat up by your mom, right. high boyfriend, just dysfunctional and I said you know what I'm not here to ramrod this I just want you to know that this is the truth and yep. and we love you and I said well, what are you going to do now and she's just like well it's raining out I said look Kimmy why don't you just come have supper with us we're going to go back to this church uh, she's like what about my boyfriend and I was like, let's, let's pick him up So we go back to the church, we pick up his, her boyfriend. He's as high as a kite, smells like a a barrel of marijuana. (laughs) And I'm just like, whatever we bring them in, they eat, they come to the, they stick around for the evening service. I'm like, why are they even here? This is so crazy. They stuck around for the service. I didn't tell them that I was going to be ministering that night through music. Right, right, right. I get up on the keyboard and I begin singing a prophetic song, a song, a spontaneous song, just birth to the Lord. Yep. And I had my eyes closed. I opened my eyes halfway through the song, and I see Kimmy laid out on the altar up front, wow. weeping and wailing, convulsing, just being overcome by the presence of the Lord. Wow. And so what was so wild is afterwards, Kyle Martin, our director, man, he sat down with her and she said yes to Jesus. Wow. I wasn't the one doing it. Yep. But we had got her. You know, I love yep. that. The word says, man, one sows. One waters, but the Lord brings the increase. And dude, literally, she went from death to life. Yep. But it came after an atmospheric shift. That's right. As I sang the song of the Lord, as I had the harp. Yes. It was like you planted the
0: seed of the word in her. Yep. So she was you know interested yeah but nothing had shifted completely yet like yeah. right and so then she came into that service you began ministering yeah like the harpist did potentially here right. with the elisha story yeah and then all of a sudden something broke in her yes i know you think to yourself, there's no way I could ever have the courage to speak so boldly to people about Jesus. But guys, this is what you were born for, or should I say reborn for. You just don't realize it yet. This is the most exciting life you can live. Instead of constantly being concerned about just barely making it from day to day or about living your dream, What if you put your antenna up and started looking for people to pray for? What if you stopped being worried about what people might say and started worrying about what you could say to them about Jesus? Remember, Jesus does warn us boldly. If anyone is ashamed of me and my message, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in his glory. Okay, we're getting so close. I'm officially $1,200 away from being fully funded for our trip to Mozambique in May. Wow, thank you guys. It really is starting to sink in. We leave in just over three weeks from now. Would you consider joining with us to make a difference in these people's lives? Could you give $20 or $50 or $100? If so, please give online at paypal.me forward slash Worship City Men. All right, as we get back to the conversation, Josh shares a wild story about how he shifted spiritual atmospheres on a subway packed with people by getting them to sing Lean On Me. And I talk about how Sonic Praise was birthed years ago at an album release party we had in an old Baptist church that had been taken over by a raunchy nightclub. So, buckle your seatbelts as we get back to this Tuesday's Pure Worship Podcast.
1: So guys, and I know not everybody's a worship leader. And guys, I don't even want to paint the picture. I know all the references I did had a musical or a worship background. Sure. I want to tell you guys just you as a follower of Jesus, yes. where you go. Uh you know, the lamb goes with you, yes. the Holy Spirit's in you and he just wants to splash out all over the place. So you don't need to be some musician or worship leader or whatever. I just know kind of going back to our last podcast that that Worship can be evangelism, but guys, I'm telling you, encouragement can reach people. And just loving on people and letting it spill out, that's the point of what we're trying to articulate today. Man, that's so good. I mean, people need to be
0: encouraged, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can't sing or whatever, I'm telling you, we're, we're, we're praying right now with you that God will give you creative avenues. You know, we're using what we know to use, and we do see obviously some scriptural examples of this stuff. But I don't see any scriptural examples of Jesus singing in the marketplace to shift his atmosphere. <laughs> I know. Okay. Right, I mean, right. maybe I'm Come maybe on. I'm yeah, shooting myself yeah. in the foot here. No, you're right, Because man. but there's he shifted atmospheres everywhere he went. So how did he do it if he wasn't singing? Right now, we we do see the examples in scriptures about singing. But he shifted atmospheres because he knew who he was, That's because it. of his authority, and we carry that same authority. We have the Spirit of God alive in us. Yep. Man, maybe it's as simple, guys, as bringing a smile. Mm. Come on. I mean, you might say, well, I don't know how to share the gospel, or I don't know how to sing, and I don't know how to... Can you smile? Mm-hmm. Could you come into a room where everyone was upset or mad or distanced from each other mm-hmm. and begin smiling? Could you tell a dumb knock-knock joke yeah. in an elevator Come on. that might break the hardness of an atmosphere Mm -hmm. that might open someone's heart to think, I want to get to know that person. Mm -hmm. Or maybe we'll have a conversation with somebody after we get off the elevator or something like that, that Mm -hmm. would change them just with a
1: smile or a handshake or a hug. There's this, I just heard this story, man, just a couple weeks ago and it was somebody from our team. They actually came to Christ because they were at the end of their rope. They were gearing up to kill themselves. Wow. And so they actually, they just said, Lord, I need, I need a sign. I need a sign that you're with me. Yep. That day they were walking on the street and as they were walking on the street, a a yellow bus from a school came driving by and this little, um, she was Filipino. I think she was a Filipino girl and she just big smile with braces and she just waved (laughs) at Wow. at the guy. Yeah. And it, he just began weeping and melting because wow. that's what he needed yep. to know that God was real. Yes. Guys, come on, never underestimate the power of yes. these simple things. And we think it's foolishness. Uh. We think it's stupid. But guys, it's the it's the foolish things of this world that confound the wise, that's right? Smi- a little a little fifth grade girl smiling at yeah. somebody literally prevented a suicide from happening. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, can you imagine like, and you've done stuff like this on an airplane where
0: you know, I would sit down next to somebody and just turn to them and say, Hey, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to tell you that he loves you. Yeah. And then a little tear wells up in their eye. Like I just broke the space between me and them and brought something simple. That doesn't take talent or skill yeah. just to tell somebody,
1: Hey, I just want you to know God loves you yeah it shifted the atmosphere for that yep. person my team and I last week we were in northern Minnesota in Grand Rapids we stopped to get some pizza at uh, Sammy's Pizza Man and our, our server came over and we just said hey what's your name oh, Heather just what's your just wondering how we can pray for you mm. and she just lost it man yeah. And I said, oh, honey, come on in here. And she sat down with us (laughs) and she just began pouring out. She's like, I don't know why I'm so emotional, but I'm working two or three jobs right now. My husband's been unemployed for six months. I grew up in the church. I haven't been to church in a really long time. But guys, it was just that one dumb question. How can I pray for you? And she's a puddle weeping on on our pizza. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy town. Listen, man, this is first Peter four verse uh, 10. And it says this. I'll start at seven. Now the end of all things is near. Therefore, be serious and disciplined for prayer. Wow. Above all, maintain an intense love for each other. Since love covers a multitude of sins, be hospitable to one another without complaining. And here's, the, here's verse 10. Based on the gift each one has received, use it to serve others wow. as good managers of the varied grace of God. Look, if anyone speaks, it should be as one who speaks God's word. If anyone serves, it should be from the strength God provides so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him belong the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Hmm. If you guys want to see Jesus receive maximum glory and honor, you guys use your gifts to serve yes. the Lord. You guys use your gift of encouragement. You use your smile. You use a gift of healing. You use a gift of generosity, yes. hospitality. Guys, these are things that can't be overlooked anymore. Yep, it's you funny. being fully alive in Jesus.
0: Yeah, so good, man. Um, I had another story that I thought I would share. Uh, it's taken it way back, man. Mm. Way back. I mean, we recently celebrated the uh, 20 year anniversary of Sonic mm. flood. Yes! Um, uh, but as we were talking about this, this story came back to my heart and I totally forgot about it. But in this context, I was like, wow, you know, you just asked me, is there something, is there a story that you would share Jeff that, you know, where we were, were part of something where the atmosphere was shifted and, uh, there's definitely different, different stories, but this one popped into my heart uh, for the album release mm-hmm. for Sonic Flood, which was uh, February 23rd, 1999. Hmm. So just over 20 years ago. Uh, about six weeks prior to that, we released the first single, which was I Want to Know You in the Secret. Uh, and that song had already gone to number one at mm-hmm. that point across the nation, which was just amazing. Just incredible. First worship song uh, to, to go number one, you know. And again, the, the point is not that it went number one, but it was embraced. Yeah. It, it, it's something that crossed over. That began to shift an atmosphere. Talk about that. I sang it with uh, my band, man. Come on, man. Uh, thank you, Andy Park, for yeah. that beautiful song, man. Um, but what we decided to do, most bands will do like an album release party. And so you're excited about your album coming out it's releasing so you get all your friends together invite the industry cats and everybody and you have a big party you have lots of food Mm. play the record you know whatever uh but we decided we didn't want to do that we want to do something different so we're like hey we're we're a worship band and we're pretty new with this to be honest but why don't we just have a worship night yeah i don't even remember how it happened josh but we came across this place on the uh the south side of Nashville, downtown Nashville, South Side, and it's this little church. It used to be a little Baptist church, but it had since lost its membership. It's like one of those like, mm. you know, you walk into the little teeny tiny foyer and then there's the sanctuary just inside the doors. It's just that's it. Yeah. And then there's a basement where they probably had a bathroom and the little fellowship hall, you know, or right. something like that. So it's like a one room, small, small deal. But this church had been taken over by a club. Hmm. So it was probably one of the most uh, yeah, <laughs> yucky, nasty, whatever clubs out there, uh, open from like 2 a.m. to 7 a.m. After all the other clubs closed down, this is wow. the place that everybody went that didn't want to go home yet, you yeah. know? And this is where the parties happened, the drugs and everything. And, and so, but we just felt like the Lord wanted to redeem that place. That's sweet. And so we went knocking on the door, and there was a guy that lived there that owned it. He lived in the basement, and they had the club and the parties in the, in the upper part, you know, okay. in the sanctuary, right? <laughs> I mean, oh! Right? I mean, like whoa! Yes. But we asked him if we could rent the place out, and he's like, "Sure, you know, whatever." You know, because the time that we would want to use it was not the time that they would normally be doing business. Yeah, it's like, sure, you know, we'll rent it out to you. So we rented it out um, in that. I think it was in the month of February, 1999. And and uh, we got together. We called, invited everybody, just like you would for an album release. But we just said, come for a night of worship. And so everybody shows up. This place is packed out with people. Mm-hmm. And we just began to play and began to worship the Lord in that place. And I'm telling you, something shifted. I mean, again, I don't even love saying that phrase yeah. a lot. You know, yeah. I don't like to oversay it. But something shifted in the atmosphere. It was like God was... I don't know. We were we got this vision to see the restoration. I mean, our hearts exploded for Nashville itself mm-hmm. in that night. It was as if this little church represented something that had been stolen. Crazy. Ugh, and Crazy. I can't even, uh, even wow. as I'm telling you this, this is just ripping me up, man, because it represented, this little church represented something in Nashville mm-hmm. that had been stolen. But not just something in Nashville, but something in the church, mm-hmm. in the church. So this club is called the church, but it represented the church, capital C. I'm hearing you, man. You know, and 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 it was as if God wanted to redeem that thing that had been stolen. And so we just sang our guts out, sang spontaneous worship and Mm. just worship for like two hours in that place, maybe longer. And I'm telling you, after that night, we said, I mean, there was no plans to keep doing that. Mm -hmm. But we said, man, what if we did this again next month? What if we did it once a month? And, and it was in that moment that this little thing called Sonic Praise was born, mm. which, as you know, ends up kind of turning into a live recording. Mm. And it's something that we did monthly, a prayer time, a worship time for the whole city. Wow. And that recording was recorded partially in Amsterdam, but then also the other half of it was in the Ryman, wow. which is another oh my church place yes. that needs to be redeemed. Wow. I mean, revivals in that place I totally now totally being used for mm. performance and for for man's glory and, wow. and all that. So just incredible. You know, there's no real ending to that story, mm-hmm. but atmosphere is beginning to shift. And I'm still believing that there are seeds that have been planted in all those places that, uh, that God is going to use to
1: transform that city. Wow, man. I have one more story before we wrap up Let's this podcast, it. but guys, just another example of this kind of thing. Uh, back in November of, uh, 28, uh, 2018, I was with my buddy, Todd, and, uh, we were there, uh, just hanging out, doing some worship in the city. And, uh, but then I had the idea of, hey, we're on a subway and it was packed. I mean, this is so great. sardines like crazy. And so I'm just like, you know what? I just kind of want to sing a song and whatever. So I got my phone I'll out. I like, I went Facebook Live. <laughs> Again, I know not everybody's got this for their cup of tea, but I'm just kind of just bear with me. Try it, man. So I just said. Hey, what's up, Facebook? And there was this little gal sitting next to me. God bless her heart. I said, What's up, Facebook? And she just goes, Ooh. And I thought she was, I thought she thought I was going to like blow up the train or something. So people oh, were way just go, like, Josh. Getting their, the Secret Service guys and they were getting their guns They're out. Ready. I just said, Hey, almost, what's up, Facebook? He almost got tackled it right there. Yes. She almost tased. tackled me. Oh my gosh. Pepper <laughs> spray. <imagine>. Oh. <laughs> but. Thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes. Bees, it feels like bees. So so I just said, "Hey, what's up Facebook? We're on the train in DC. We're fixing to sing a little song here." And so I just sang, "Some Times in our lives Come on. We all have pain we all have sorrow So I'm singing Bill Withers right and so then I get into <laughs> lean on me and then oh, all yeah. the people on the train they know. just start <laughs> I'll be, be your, your friend I'll help you care I'll, I'll help, help you carry, you carry on. On. Oh, oh, oh. It, it won't, won't be long, long started harmonizing with me yes somebody to lean on so me and Todd you know just two husky large men we just start singing this song and seriously man it just it's just like people just wow. wow and it's like they went from tense to just peace and dude it's like with what's going on in washington guys we Uh. it is so tense and so so much of a struggle Uh. in the midst of that guys we had all these uptight dc people just jamming and singing and just at peace yeah and guys listen sometimes it is you proclaim boldly the name of jesus Mm. and when he tells you to do that do it but it might just mean just singing it we talked about this in the last podcast sing a dumb song yeah and you never, you don't know what what God's gonna do through that. And what's so fun is, as we got off that train. We got to pray with multiple people as we they went on their way. And it was wow. really, it was just a blast. So That's man, incredible. guys, I just encourage you to be mindful of the atmospheric shift as cliche and weird as that sounds. Just be aware of that God wants to use you in this manner.
0: Yeah, honestly, I mean, I've heard people say this, that we carry the presence of another world or another yep. kingdom with us wherever we go. Yep. So be aware of that. Mm. I mean, we've been trying to help people be aware of that, become more aware of your presence, Lord, yep. but not just for your Sake, so that Mm -hmm. you can have peace in your life and that you know that God is with you. Yeah, but so that you know that He's with you so that He might explode out of you into other people's lives as well. That when you walk into a room, like you should expect this, right? When you walk into a room, the atmosphere should change. Yeah, it it shouldn't shock you that people might look to you and say, Hey, could you pray for me? Hey, Something changed when you walked in the room. Hey, I feel better now that you're here. I mean, just things like that. Because, and then you can always point back to the power of God in your life. The reason that you're alive, the reason that you're full of joy is because of Him. That's it. Right? And so we're bringing joy into the room with us. We're bringing, if you think of, of God's presence as every attribute that he is. So if Mm -hmm. he's love, if he's peace, if he's kindness, Mm -hmm. if he's goodness, if he's gentleness, if he's, um, Generosity, yeah. If he's forgiveness mm-hmm. and that's you, mm-hmm. like you actually bring that into a room. So imagine yourself, not just with the t-shirt on yeah. that says love, but you actually are bringing love yes. into the room. Yes. And then that changes, I think the way that we react in a yep. room as well. Yes. You know, if you're the kind of person that feels insecure and we've all been there, you walk into a big room, you don't know anybody, you might feel insecure. Like, Oh, I think I just want to hide in a corner. But mm-hmm. if you realize that you bring love You bring peace. You bring the hope that people are looking for. That gives you confidence. It helps you stand up and then hear the message of the Lord that he might have to give to someone else
1: through you. That's good, man. Hey, man, pray for us on the way out. Yeah, so Lord, I pray that you just awaken our hearts in a fuller way, Lord. Um, St. Irenaeus said this, the glory of God is man fully alive. Lord, raise up a company of people that are fully alive in you and they know it and they are willing to release it. And so, Lord, I pray that you truly would shift atmospheres uh, every day of our lives, Lord, wherever we go. uh, May we represent you well in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, thank you so much for joining us for this week's
0: podcast entitled Shifting Spiritual Atmospheres. Guys, the days are flying by and it's time for us to begin acting, looking, and speaking like the people God has redeemed. Sure, God can swoop down and save everyone all by himself, but he's invited us into the story. He's given us the incredible ministry of reconciliation talked about in 2 Corinthians 5. Could you give a stranger a smile? Maybe call a neighbor and ask if they need prayer? Could you reach out to a family you know who is struggling and offer to help them or give them money? All of these things will go a long way towards shifting the atmospheres in people's lives. Just when darkness has crept in, you show up and boom, the light of Christ floods the room. Okay, on our next podcast, we're going to share with you a life-changing sermon that I preached at North Central University that is destined to become a book called Love Lines. If you've misunderstood the reason for all the do's and don'ts in the Bible thinking God is trying to control us, think again. So until next time, we pray you have an incredible Easter weekend as you look forward to another captivating episode of the Pure Worship Podcast.